Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zabbat. Here joining me is Mr. Roy Hancock. How are we going, Nick? Mate, we have had very contrasting weeks. Um, you know, I'm kind of down in the dumps at the moment. The brooms were certainly brought out during the week. The Lakers going down four zip to the Nuggets. You wouldn't um, know it. Wow. High energy, Nick. High energy. I tell you what, like we'll get into it shortly, but I was very disappointed to not at least take one game. Mm. All four games, we had at least a shot, um, but it wasn't to be. The Nuggets were certainly the better team and deservedly take their place yeah. in the NBA Finals. For sure. For yourself, though, your team, the Beantown Boys at the moment, are on the verge of potentially creating history. Right, 3-2 as it currently stands, a big win today in Game 5. How are you feeling, mate? There's a little bit of a gleam, a bit of a glimmer in your eye at the moment. Mm, there is are a little Are you feeling, bit. you know, a little bit a bit of optimism here? Oh, quiet confidence, I would call it. Yeah. But you know what? The Beantown boys are bouncing back. There's a lot of Bs in that sentence, but they <laughs> certainly are. And far out, if we take this next game, and we'll get oh, into it shortly... Watch out because the Beantown boys, uh, we, we're, not, here to play. we're not being written off. I like it. Not I love it, yet. mate. It's uh, we love a grandstand finish, and that's what it's shaping up at the moment mm. in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, as Rose alluded to a moment ago, we will get into that very shortly. First and foremost, though, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and the cover. I say it week in and week out, two incredible networks doing incredible things for not only us, but a whole host of other content creators across the great nation of Australia, the mm. US, Canada. Um, North America there, doing wonderful things. So very appreciative of all their continued hard work and support of us. Absolutely. Ro, huge episode today. You and I yes. holding down the fort for the team. Let's get into some very quick odds and ends. Let's do it. Starting first and foremost with the news that Carmelo Anthony, after a 19-season career, has officially hung up the boots, mm. a 10-time All-Star, voted on the NBA 70, top top 75 list, mm. Um you know, incredible, incredible career. 1,260 games across, most notably Denver and the Knicks. Averaged 22.5 points, six rebounds, and 2.5 assists across his career. Very deservingly be a Hall of Famer oh, no in the doubt. next couple of years. No doubt. Um, we kind of knew it was coming, didn't we? Like, it was, the, yeah. the writing was on the wall there, and it was just a matter of, of when, not if. Mm. You look at your milk carton and you see the expiry date a few days away and you're like, well, this is going to be no good soon. And unfortunately, <laughs> that was the case for Melo's career. And to be perfectly honest, though, I think and I think you'd agree with me, he probably got a little bit more out of himself than perhaps we thought he might because Absolutely. a few years ago, he was looking like he might not come back at all. Had a few more years in the league, which was really sort of like cherry on top really as far as his career went. Um, Not many players can do what he did just on that mm, before you move for on. For sure. Um, the fact that he was able to reinvent himself as a, as a really incredible sixth man. Yeah. You know, when you're that pr- prolific of a scorer, it's hard to make that transition. Mm. You know, you're the go-to guy for your franchise. You know, you're then transitioning to a sixth man role. And he really, you know, as you said, he got mm. probably more out of his career than many expected those last couple of years yep. there. The Lakers most notably, um, the Rockets playing a really heavy role off the bench and, and really thriving within that. So a real, a real testament to him, his character and his ability to adapt to change. And credit to him because I'm not sure about you, Nick, but I looked at Melo over the course of his career and I didn't really think he was capable from an ego perspective to put himself on the back burner. But in those roles later in his career, he certainly did that. He understood that he, he wasn't that New York Nick Denver Nuggets, Mello, who was dropping yeah. 28, 30 every night. He just had a role to play for his team. And I think credit to him because, yeah, he, not many guys can do it after the career that uh, Mello's had. 
do we almost kind of gloss over the fact or almost to a lack of better words, kind of forget the fact he's a top 10 scorer of all time within the league. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you I associate so. names such as LeBron, Kareem, mm. Michael Jordan, these kind of, you know, superstar, otherworldly names. Yes. You see Carmelo in there, and for as good as he was, you don't necessarily think of him in that kind of that same same argument, do you? No, no doubt. It's um, you, you almost forget just how prolific of a scorer yeah. he was during those prime years we're oh. talking, like, Denver Nuggets, early New York Nick days. And he is going, as we said before, he's just a sure Hall of Famer. And it's going to be announced very soon, I reckon. Now, here's a quick question. I'll throw it to you. You know, we've seen him. He's, he's hung up the boots. We'll say mm. NBA retirement done. Mm. Is there any chance with the way Dwight's currently trying to lure players? Could we see him out <laughs> in Taiwan, maybe? Oh, wouldn't that be great? Oh. oh, I would love to see him over there. But I think he's, he's done. I think he's more than happy to... Uh, <laughs> You know, what's, what's the saying? Fade off into the sunset. Absolutely. And, um, and he yeah, certainly well deserves deserved. a yeah. hell of a career there for Carmelo Anthony. As we said, um, well, the big question now is what Denver do, do. Do they retire Carmelo? Do they retire Nikola Jokic? At the moment, which way would you be leaning as things currently stand? If I had the choice to retire one of their jerseys, Jokic. Jokic Two-time MVP. Yeah. Potential to, to win a chip this year. Mm. Carmelo never made it that far despite... A phenomenal career. Yes. Um, no I'll, disrespect to Melo whatsoever, but Jokic is just a different animal, isn't he? Absolutely. Mm. We'll no doubt talk about him very shortly. In other news, the NBA's competition committee is discussing the potential of an in-game penalty for flops. Mm. Now, this would potentially result in a technical free throw given. Um, the trial is possible. Looking at Summer League there, July, it's set to tip off that yes. they'll run this kind of trial phase. But do you like this idea that there's a potential... Penalty for flopping now. It's probably one of those things. I, first off, yes, I do like that. And it's probably one of these things that were on the cards and should have been on the cards for a long while now because yep. I think as NBA fans, there's nothing worse than when you see a, oh. see a flop. And it, sometimes it defines the way that the, the game um, you know, goes. It can change all momentum, can't it? It really, it really can. So I'm more than happy to see something implemented Will you say next year going forward? Oh, well, we're yeah. looking at Summer League this year Summer coming, this so July year, okay. coming, that yep. they're going to run a bit of a trial mm. with that. Um, for me, I, I like the idea of it. Mm. anything to clean up the game, make it a better overall product. Mm. Um, I'm all for. A more honest game as well. More honest game, mm. absolutely. Um, and, you know, we've spoken about the NBA is the most progressive league in the world. Mm more than happy with them to try and experiment with new things, especially in the summer league there. Mm. Um, perfect opportunity to see see what impact it will have. But, yeah, as I said, anything to clean up the game, as you said, make it more honest. Absolutely, yes. I'm all for it. Yes. Who will be there? I'm just oh, thinking, I was thinking of that, that as well. Who will be the main culprits that this, that this uh, change might affect? Well, I was thinking flopping. My mind went str- immediately to, like, who takes charges. Mm. And I thought immediately of Kyle Lowry. Yep, BBL, yeah. In, <laughs> in, in terms of charges, uh, in terms of flopping, like, he's not mm. too bad. Um I actually don't know off the top of the scone who this would affect most. It'd be interesting to know who are the... LeBron had a shocker there against the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah that, um, that wasn't great. But, I, uh... I, I don't know if he's a notorious flopper. I don't think he is. But that <laughs> no, one was certainly... No, he's honest. It's not going to make the highlight package there for him. Yes. yes. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting to mm. see how players react now and, yep. um, yeah, could could have positive or negative benefits where we will wait to find out in yes, Summer League. absolutely. In other news, guys... During the week, Los Angeles Clippers GM Michael Winger mm. agreed to become the president of Monumental Basketball. Huge. Now, what that means 
is it delivers him full leadership and control of the Washington Wizards, as well as their WNBA team, the the Mystics, mm. and their G League team, the Go Go. Okay, I haven't the, heard of that one. That's... Yeah, well, it's one that people aren't familiar with. No. The uh, the Go Go. How's that? What, a what, name. what does that even mean? What is that? Mate, I'm, I'm if struggling I, I, to, to be honest. I couldn't tell you. I want to, but I, I just can't because <laughs> I do okay, not mate. know. I don't think anyone can. But Michael Winger there, so he takes over. He's got a really good reputation, comes in, mm-hmm. a big job on his hands. As I said, he, he's running monumental basketball, so mm-hmm. all three entities within that. Um, he's got a couple of big decisions on his hands. He'll no doubt mm-hmm. hire a new GM there to mm-hmm. kind of oversee day-to-day things. But it'll be interesting to see what he does, namely with the Washington Wizards franchise. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll pose this to you, Roe. Two options. I'll give you two options. There's more to it, but I'll give you these two. Okay. Do they continue to try and run with a big three of Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma? And, you know, pieces mm. around the edges, see what they can do and try and make some noise in the Eastern Conference? Mm. Or do they essentially clean house, start from the bottom up, new regime there under winger, and see, you know, let mm. the chips fall where they may? What, what, what would you do? What I think they should do might be different to what they actually do. But I've been saying with the Washington Wizards for a long time now that they've been hanging around in no man's land and we don't like that on the Daily Dribble podcast. We like people committing to either. <laughs> say it, say it. We better. haven't heard it in a while. It's been a few weeks. What's the word we like to use here? Mediocre. 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 There it is. It's been, it's been a few it's months been a while. since the Sacramento Kings were shit. And that was a fair while. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but um, no, in all seriousness, I, I think, he really should start from scratch. Yep. It's a fresh start from his perspective with that franchise. So he has the opportunity to imprint his, I guess, authority on that franchise 100%. and say, look, we're going to start from scratch. It's going to be a sort of a long road back, but it's some, at least we're committing one way or the other. Whether that happens, I, I really don't know. But um, we look at Kyle Kuzma, for example, We've already heard that he's not, I don't think he's overly <laughs> happy with the role that he has yep. at the Washington Wizards. Um, Bradley Bill, his time there, in my opinion, has been long overdue. Every to- trade period that comes around, he's he's top of the list. He's yeah. the first name that is mentioned exactly. to be moved on. And he's kind of, you know, he's foregone at the last couple of times yes. around. Yes. Um, but law of averages would suggest one of these next couple of times is, is probably on the move. I think so. And out of those three, I probably think Porzingis is the safest to stay there, just <laughs> yeah. given the fact in terms of should um, Bradley Beal be traded? Yes, I think he should yep. be. And and does Kyle Kuzma want to stay there long-term or even like over the next few years? And No, he does not. So, um, yeah, a lot to play out. What do you reckon, though? I find this one really kind of perplexing. I'm yeah. I'm really puzzled. Part of me thinks, part of me does not mind that big three. I see a world in which it could work. You've got that guard scorer, um, Bradley Bill, who can really cook. Mm. You've got Kuz, who's made huge strides in the last couple of years on both ends of the floor, especially mm-hmm. on the offensive end. Mm. And then Porzingis, he was dubbed, probably the first player to be dubbed the unicorn. Um, his <laughs> length and versatility, as well as his ball handling, I see a world in which this works. Yep. My concern is what they do around the edges. If they had to run it back with those big three, Gafford, Daniel Gafford's not your guy. He's, Daniel Gafford is not your centre no, coming guy. in with pausing no. at the power forward there. Um, they need to do a lot of moves around those edges. Mm. I, I think they could be not a title team. I think they could really turn some heads. Mm. Um, I would be interested to have one more year to see what they can do with that big three. Yep. You know, put some better pieces around them. If it's not to work this time, then, you know, let's blow it up. Um, but I would like to see one more go at it with some better pieces around.
around them. Mm. Right, a little bit of trivia for you because mm. I'd completely forgotten, <laughs> and I'll touch on this momentarily with other coaching news. Okay. Can you name me the Washington Wizards coach? The, the last probably 12 to 24 months has got to be the most chaotic period I can remember in terms of coaching movement. Oh, I really, I really can't, to be honest with you. I've just had a that so raven moment where I've just tried <laughs> to uh, think back, and I just can't for the life of me. Who is it? No one would fault you because it's not a name that you've heard too often in the news lately, especially yeah. with the playoffs going on. Mm-hmm. Wes Unsell Jr. He, he's the coach He's, still. The, okay. he's the head yeah, coach right, of the Washington right. Wizards. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd left ages ago. Yeah, but. absolutely. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So big news there. Front office moves being made. Michael Winger, um, Big job on his hands. It'd be interesting to see which route he takes that. Yes, yes. In other coaching news, there's been quite a little bit going on on that front. So I'll ra- rattle through a couple of quick points here. Mm. Uh, the Toronto Raptors met with Steve Nash during the week to discuss their head coaching role. Now, Nash, a Canadian basketball legend, Native. had an, a 58.4 win percentage with mm. the Nets, a 94-67 and 67 record overall. Mm. To be honest, do, do you like this? Do you think he would be a good fit with the Raptors? For, for me... I actually don't mind this, mm. just purely for the fact I don't think he dealt well with a superstar-laden team yes. that was the net. Yep. You know, Harden, Kyrie, KD, and Co. You know, it was a big job to manage those egos. I think going into a team where there's no super, super duper star, um, lots of really, really good high-level mm. players, mm. I think he might be able to thrive a little bit more and command mm. a little bit more of a locker room presence as opposed to kind of just falling in line almost behind KD. I think um, so. I think so, and I'm with you to be perfectly honest. And that's a big reason why I think this job might be his calling because he was always going to be, I guess, the scapegoat if the Brooklyn Nets fell anywhere short of expectations. And as we know, short of expectations for that particular Brooklyn Nets team was if they didn't win a title. And they fell well short Not even making an NBA finals. Not even making an NBA finals. Did they make a... A Eastern Conference Finals? I don't think I don't so, think did they? They didn't, no. Because they were KD's toe out of it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is I think it's it's it would pose a healthy relationship. We're talking about Steve Nash, as we we're talking about, is a Canadian native. Absolutely. The city, the the entire um country country, country loves yeah. him. Um so I think that would that would bode well and he would be super invested given the fact that that's where he hails from as well so i actually think that would almost be the common sense one and i'd love to see it happen in saying that there are a lot of quality coaches uh up for grabs at the minute so well a few of them are here just following on from that the Mm. phoenix suns are advancing four candidates to meet for interviews in the coming days those four names being nick nurse doc rivers the Kings associate head coach, Jordy Fernandez, mm-hmm. and the Suns associate head coach, Kevin Young. Mm. As I said a moment ago, Ro, I think probably the last 12 months in particular, in, in my basketball history, memory, you know, mm. ex- exposure, mm. this has been the wildest period. In terms of coaching, it yes. has been an absolute merry-go-round. And For sure. even just in the last couple of weeks, it's really kicked up another gear and, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of movement over the coming month or two. It's going to be exciting to see how it all plays out. I think so as well. And just out of those four coaches, who do you think will be short odds to take that coaching appointment? I, in my personal opinion, without knowing a hell of a lot about the last 
two. Jordy Fernandez and Kevin Young, you're not too up to speed. Not there. too up to speed. That they makes two of us been, been front of mind. But I think Nick Nurse as a coach yep. is just too good to not have a head coach gig next year. I agree. Whether that be at the Phoenix Suns or not, I'm really not sure. But I think if I were the Phoenix Suns, he would be front of mind for me. I agree. If you're mm. looking at the betting odds, um, you know, I, I would anticipate he would be mm. a pretty short price favorite yes. out of those four. So we'll be sure to keep you guys up to date on how that one plays out. Be sure to continue to stay up to date and follow all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok to get the latest news from not only the NBA, but also the NBL as soon as it breaks. Good stuff, Nick. Guys, let's push ahead. The Daily Dribble. Okay. I wanted to just touch on very quickly the conference finals, uh, two teams in particular, the Lakers and the Celtics. Yes. We might start first and foremost with the Lakers. Um, you know, as we said at the top of the show, it's been a, it's been a rough week. Oh, it's no been doubt. a rough week, and the writing was on the wall. Doesn't make it any easier. No, it it, it hasn't softened the blow. No. Um, as I said, despite going down in this series four zip, I felt we were a chance in every game to at least take one. Mm. Uh, wasn't to be, but um, for the Lakers, it has been a, a really uh, a Jekyll and Hyde kind of season. The first half of the year was just pure pandemonium. Mm. It looked well and truly gone after about twenty to twenty five games. Mm-hmm. Big trades, big acquisitions at the deadline there. Rui, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, um, they were certainly catalysts for getting us back into a fighting yep. position, mm. making the play-in, making the playoffs, knocking off the Grizzlies, knocking off the Warriors. You know, Despite getting swept, I take nothing away from what they've achieved. It was no. certainly surpassing expectations. Unfortunately, they ran into the juggernaut that is the Denver Nuggets. Yes. Um, yes, they did. But for the Lakers moving forward, you know, there's been quite a lot of talk over the last couple of days. Uh, Woj reported that the Lakers are looking at re-signing and p- uh, matching contract offers for both Rui and uh, Austin Reeves there. Mm. I think they they have to. Oh, no doubt. No um, doubt. Both players have been huge, haven't they, Rob? They have been. And, I mean, <laughs> we, oh, I mean, I try to put one in front of the other in terms of those two, but they're both very valuable in their own ways. Yep. Rui off the bench has shown Real strides. Really, he's been incredible. He's been he's exceeded my expectations oh. since he's come over. And then oh, Austin good. Reeves, talk about a guy who's exceeded expectations. I don't think anyone really could have envisaged his significant role yep. on on this team with other superstars already um, taking charge. But uh, to be honest, I'm delighted with both of them, in mm. particular across, I guess, the full season what Reeves has mm. produced. Yes, um, I think the Lakers, whatever it is, probably looking at. You know, reports are indicating four years around seventy-eight million. Mm. They match that. They've got to. I think they've they have got to. to. Yeah. I know he wants to be a part of the Lakers. Um, you know, that's a tick under twenty million a year. That's that's perfect. Mm. Yep. What he's delivering, the way he's been able to step into a starting five spot, show real heart, real grit, real determination, and real scoring prowess as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he he's fit seamlessly in with this team, and that's not easy to do when you're trying to integrate into a squad with AD and LeBron. Mm. Uh, but he's acclimatised really, really well, and I have nothing but praise for him. And um, he's a guy, by the sounds <clears> of it, that the other guys, particularly LeBron and AD, love playing with. <laughs> and I think he's just – he must just be an easy guy to play with as well. Like, he, yep. he doesn't have an ego. He he sort of just plays his role for the team. He knows he's not the main guy, but he, he now knows that he's a key role player on that team and – I think, as you were saying, the Lakers would be silly not to uh, bring him back for more fun next year. Well, speaking about the biggest name, LeBron James, 
Um, after that game four, he came out with a statement in the press conference mm. that raised quite a few eyebrows. So I'll just read what he said there. Yes. Um, and I quote, I, I got a lot to think about. Just personally, with me moving forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. End quote. There we go. Now, there's a lot mm. of talk going on about the possibility that he will retire. LeBron James, you know, he's, he's not getting any younger. Mm. What, do you, what do you have, 45 and 5 in a closeout game for? Didn't get the result. He had 31 points or whatever it was at halftime. Mm. Incredible. Is that Does that look like a guy dropping 40 points in his last game? Do you think he retires, Rory? He does not retire. I, and I was, I, I think LeBron, he's um, he's very calculated when it comes <laughs> to these press conferences. He yes. knows how the media works. He knows that everything that he says in the media landscape is going to get magnified and it's going to get talked about. Was it a bit maybe, how can I spin the narrative to turn it away from I just got swept 4-0? And potentially. To, okay, I'm potentially retiring because... You know, that's kind of taken centre stage. I think I think you might be onto something because it certainly has, like, all credit to the Denver Nuggets, like, fantastic. They've been fantastic all year and once again. But I don't think many people are really talking about that immediately following no, absolutely um, their not. win. It was all LeBron. It was all, what does this mean? Does this mean that he's done and dusted? Does this mean he doesn't even want to be a Laker anymore? Yeah. Like, there's so much unknowns, but... Given there's multiple factors, really. A, he wants to play with Bronny. Bronny's not that far off from making the league. No, I think he'll make it in some capacity. He wants Probably to play with him. The season, next season, is it? Not the season coming up, the one after. I, I think, think so. I think so. So, why would you quit when so you're so close? You're 16 months away from potentially sharing the court with yeah. him. Yeah, which he said is his goal in basketball. Absolutely. So, he's not going to do that. Um, and B, like he's playing at a top notch. Like as good as he's ever played, really. So I don't think that's happening. But well, can I ask you something yeah, then, Rose? Yeah. Something I saw during the week. Now he's been hampered by this foot injury. Mm. Um, has played through it, put in incredible performances these playoffs, but is certainly not at a hundred percent. Is there the possibility he undergoes surgery or whatever you know the fallout mm. might be? He essentially sits this coming year just in preparation of being healthy to play when mm. Bronny comes in the league. Has mm. a year, shuts down um, and comes back, or do you think he'll, he'll still play? Maybe he goes into, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe he goes into full le, le GM mode in preparation for Bronny coming into the league and starts marketing and getting his name out there as much as possible, even though it's already out there as much as possible. I'm not writing that off either. That's, well, that is that, a possibility. Well, that's the two options because mm. he could, if he were to retire, yes, retire for a year, come back out when Bronny's in. Yep. Or he could, you know, get this injury sorted, have the year off to recover and still get $40 million from the Lakers. Yeah. I, mean, I know what I'd be doing. He's a, he's a savvy businessman. He is. He's a billionaire. He knows, he knows what's, what's going on. Yeah, yeah no um, doubt. No doubt. Collect that paycheck. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, MJ, MJ <laughs> did the same thing. He retired and came back and it doesn't tarnish his legacy whatsoever. So I think at the end of the day, LeBron's going to do whatever it takes, I think, to make sure that he is on the court at the same time as Bronny in his career. Even if it's just for one game, he can then say, that's my goal. Big rabbit hole you just mentioned, and I don't want to go into it too in-depthly. But in that regard, the MJ and LeBron battle, it's it's a constant battle. For NBA fans out there, it's Mm. probably the biggest comparison point. (laughs) Are you a LeBron? Are you an MJ? Who's the greatest of all time? Do you think this 4-0 sweeping at the hands of the Denver Nuggets hampers 
LeBron's legacy? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think true basketball fans know just how elite. Thirty-eight years old is at that age as well, which MJ is was playing for the, something. Playing for the Wizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. That's not that, making the playoffs. That's one hundred percent. You know, it's, and you, you're coming up against a Denver Nuggets squad who is just nasty, and um, <clears throat> I don't know who will be able to stop them. Whether Celtics or Miami get into that final series against them, it, it, just an extremely difficult out. So they're yeah. in pole position now, Denver. So you can't really fault LeBron. All the Lakers really for going down against them because they're just an elite squad. And it looks worse on the scorecard for Zip than what it actually was. They were multiple games in well and truly with a shot of winning. Should have won. Wasn't to be. Last question on the Lakers row. Mm. Now, for me, for my mind, D'Lo is the name that looks possibly on the move, becoming a free agent. Mm. Um, You know, he was, uh, he's probably got a couple of houses set up along the coast with the amount of bricks that guy was laying. Hard watch. It was a hard watch. Mm. It's, a, it's a shame because you know what he's capable of when yes. he catches fire. Yep. These playoffs weren't it for D-Lo. Um, You know, ice in the veins. He was, he was stone cold. The lights were too bright, it seemed for him. But on that, the name on everyone's lips in Lakerland at the moment mm. is Kyrie Irving. Mm. He was spotted <laughs> courtside, game four there. Um, but there's also a little bit of chatter during the week of Trey Young. Yes, I did hear this as well. Now, if Trey you were here. the Lakers... Out of those two players, which one would you be more interested in? Would you be more interested in bringing the band back together, getting Kyrie and Bron, mm. or do you go for the younger upstart and Trey Young? Um, which, which way do you tend to lean there? Oh, it's a really it's a tough one, difficult isn't it? question. It really is. Because um, both bring both pros and cons. They do. They do. And, I mean, mm. if you could take the reliability aspect out of the question, I would take Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the existing. <laughs> but uh, could Bron... Could Bron settle him down? Yeah, and potentially. Who know? Who knows? Um, he's a free spirit, though. He is a free spirit with his sage walking around <laughs> the sidelines and whatnot. What a quirky cat he is. Um, I think oh, it's a tough one. I'd probably go with Kyrie Irving because yep. I think the the age aspect isn't an issue. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that's what they're looking at. I they're think going they're, to win now with Bron, aren't they? Win now, and yeah. I think the fact that they've got existing chemistry, they've gone all the way before those two. Um, and maybe, as you said, LeBron can calm that guy down. Um, if anyone can, then it's LeBron. So I think it's probably worth a punt. If they can get Kyrie Irving, whoa, look out. That's that's danger. I agree. And, and purely for the fact, I think, so for the Hawks side of things with Trey Young, it would result in them having to re-sign D'Lo mm-hmm. and then proposing the package that would include D'Lo, uh, a couple of dra- – they would have to be well compensated in the draft picks, which the Lakers don't have many of. Okay. Um, possibly Mo, Mo Bumba, Malik mm-hmm. Beasley, a couple of other complementary players. Mm-hmm. If you're the Hawks and you're looking at that, is that enough for potentially a franchise star? No, Did, I don't think so. I don't think so no, either. So no. I think they would turn that down regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but very excited to see how the offseason plays out for the Lakers. Yes. Bro, transitioning to the Celtics now. Ooh. No team in NBA history. Now, after the Lakers got swept, I've added one more to the tally. Mm. No team in NBA history has ever come back from 3-0. Teams across NBA all-time are 0 and 150 <laughs> once 3-0 down. So far. Today, today's win. The Celtics won 110 to 97, forcing us to a game six there in Miami, currently standing at 3-2. Can they do it? Bro, can they be the first team, the one in one and 150? 
Can they be the team? I think they can, Nick. I think they can. I think they've got all the momentum at the moment. And I tell you what, after I think it was game three in the press conference, Jalen Brown, and I think there was another guy from the Celtics, said, do not let us win game four. Because if yep. we win game four, we're going to be rolling. And Absolutely. That's exactly how it's played out. Um, they've looked really, really solid the last two games to Celtics. And a like, Imagine what pressure will do. And I say yeah. I, I live by it. Diamonds are made under pressure. Yes. Yeah, that's your number one saying yeah. in your phrase book, Nick. Yep. Um, Clock it up. And they've, but they <laughs> but have, they, they yeah, have turned into a diamond these last couple of games. With their output, they're playing like a team. They, oh, no doubt, no doubt. And that's the thing that I was about to mention. We look in the first three games, we look at the complementary role players for the Celtics versus the complementary role players for the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. First three games, Miami Heat role players all stepping up, all doing their bit, helping Duncan out. Duncan Robinson, who has not been seen this season. Yep. Literally, they sent out a missing person. <laughs> like, flyers were hung up everywhere. SOS, yeah. SOS, yeah. Yep. And he stepped up big time. He, yeah. Um, yep. You know, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, all these kind of, you know, complimentary players alongside Jimmy and Bam mm-hmm. have been massive. Have been massive um, in those first three games. Um, yeah. And it resulted in wins. We look at the last two games. The complimentary <laughs> role players for the Miami Heat haven't been anywhere near. Jimmy as, not scoring enough either. J- Jimmy not scoring enough. But I think, in my personal opinion, I don't think it's necessarily going to be just can Jimmy can Jimmy drag them across the line? Hell yeah! And can JT drag them across yeah. the line? Yep. I think it's going to be. Yes, obviously. The best of the rest. Yeah, the best of the rest. Yes, obviously, Jimmy needs to step up for Miami to win. That's a no-brainer. But it doesn't always come down to the one guy. I think the first three games were a key example of that. Yes, Jimmy was playing well, but he had guys stepping up around him, and that was resulting in wins. And, yeah, that's that's probably my main storyline for the remaining one or two games. Which teams, role players, are going to help just – to assist like either JT and JB for the Celtics or Jimmy. The next one is the big one. Like it's if the Heat win, they it's win the series. It's done. Yeah. yeah. If the Celtics win on the road in Miami, get it back to three three. I think they clinch it. From there. I think so too. Um, Green glasses on or off. On or off. I, momentum's huge yeah. in any yeah. facet of life. Once you've got momentum on your side, it's imperative that mm. you continue to run with it. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are doing exactly that at the moment. Ro, I want you to kind of glance into an alternate reality for a couple of moments, though. Just humour me. Okay. Lakers win a championship. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, and pigs will fly tomorrow. <laughs> um, in the event that the, the Celtics go down here, let's say they go down game six, Miami takes it, moving head to face Denver. Mm. What do the Celtics do from here? Do they run it back now or do they make moves? The big name certainly being Jalen Brown, mm. averaged 26.5 points, seven rebounds, three and a half assists this season, as well as making the all-NBA second team. Um, could they look to move on to him? We've, we've spoken about the Houston Rockets and Ime Adoka. Likewise, Marcus Smart and Al Horford are two names as well, mm. certainly you know, showing potential to move on. Al Horford, 36, not getting any younger, whereas Marcus Smart doesn't kind of typically feel that typical point guard role. Yep. Um, you know, with so much ball handling there and Jalen Brown and, and Jason mm. Tatum, mm-hmm. you know, do they run it back or do they go another route? Do you think any of these, you know, these three players or any others, could moves be made, do you think? Oh, potentially, but I look at the last few years, or we look at last year, made the NBA finals. We know how that played out, obviously. <clears throat> this year, Eastern Conference finals at an absolute minimum yep. and potential to make the finals. 
I don't see the need to create any huge waves in this team. I don't, I don't see the need to break things up. Whether JB eventually takes off for greener pastures, mm-hmm. it won't be greener pastures, but mm. that's that remains to be seen. Um, but I think if you're the Celtics, you're pretty content with the roster that you've got because I think it's a perfect mix of superstars, role players, veterans, depth. I think there's... A perfect mix of a lot of lot of things when things are clicking. And they just mentioned that we mm. haven't spoken around that went down very very early in the piece. Did you do you remember that Danilo Gallinari is part of your squad? Yes, yes. I was. I only just saw this the other day. I'd completely forgotten. Yeah, he's, completely I mean, completely forgot, forgotten he was part of it. He's certainly not front of mind, is he? But he will. He will help. No he doubt. Will help big time. Yeah, adding yeah. some size and ability to stretch the floor, shoot the three ball really well. And that and. That's what I was thinking as well. I was like, well, maybe we're short one additional piece, but yeah, maybe Danilo is that piece mm-hmm. and we've got him readily available for next year, hopefully, if he's healthy. Yep. Um, what what do you reckon from a from an outsider's perspective? Uh the only piece I would probably be looking at is the Marcus Smart piece. In terms of our Horford, despite being 36, still does a job. Mm-hmm. Has knocked down the three ball really, yep. really well this season. I'm pretty sure led the league in three point percentage. Um Back check me on that one, someone out in the audience. <laughs> but sure they will. in terms of the your big stocks, you've also got Rob Williams there. I would have liked to have seen more this season of mm. Grant Williams. Mm. Uh, Joe Mazzula really underutilised him. We've seen him more in the last couple of games, and it's kind of coincided with getting wins on the board. Yep. Um, I think Marcus Smart's the piece you could look to drift away from, just purely for the fact I think you could probably get a better ball handler. Mm. Mm. Um. No, he does a lot of good things, but I think he's the piece they can move on from. And you know what? From it, from a an outside, I'm putting my outsider's glasses. Oh, on. This is hard. This is a hard thing to do. It's a really tough one because if I wasn't a Celtics fan, I'd probably look at Marcus Smart in a way where yes, maybe he can be moved on. But I think from us. From a Celtics perspective, he is really heart and soul. He's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. It sort yep. of is like with Golden State and Draymond Green. Like he, they might not mm-hmm. be your most important guy, mm-hmm. but in one in some aspects they are. Like does leadership. he tangibles really well? He does. He really does. And the things um, that don't show up in the box score. I oh, know. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't. And he's only a year off winning Depoy as a yep. as a guard as well. So there might be minimal moves to be made. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're gonna um, break things up too too heavily. I don't think so. And again, that all pending on what happens in Game Six and potentially yes. Seven here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I dare say there might be a little bit of traction either way, depending on how that goes. But they've given us a series, and that's really you know, if you're a neutral fan or a Celtics fan, that's all you you really want. You wanted, you know, if they bow out mm-hmm. from here, I think you could find a little bit of solace in the fact that they've shown some yep. heart. Showing mm-hmm. a bit of ticker, a bit of mental fortitude to claw mm-hmm. themselves back out because, mm-hmm. as we said, teams are at zero and 150 when three nil down. They've given themselves a sniff here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any teams to do it now, a lot of those, you know, 150 teams that have gone down have been the worst teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been the sixth, seventh, eight seeds going down to the higher seeds. Yep. This is the one time you could see the script flipped because they are the highest seed. They are the better team. They were the second seed. They've been the better team all season long. So if it's ever going to happen, that one time, time, right, that one time, 
this could be it. I think so. I'm certainly not writing it off. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think, well, look, then they're going to have no real, like I know they were probably expected to win this series, but they've got no expectations. Oh, on they're playing free the now, aren't they? They don't expect to win that series given how far back they were. But now they're in the absolute box seat to come steamrolling over the heat. And, um, oh, there's a lot to play up, but, geez, I think they might have a bit of a sniff. Well, we'll transition ahead to the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll pose this question to you. Um, yep. A little part of me was kind of hoping the Heat would win today just to make these <laughs> predictions a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, base your prediction on who you think will, will get to in the Eastern Conference. Okay. So I'll start first. Yes. I've got in the NBA Finals, I've got the Denver Nuggets playing the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Gone Miami, yep. um, just purely for the fact no team has ever done it, come back from 3-0. They're heading home on Sunday to play the Beantown Boys in Miami, though, um, and I think they will understand the stakes of it. I think for them it's pretty much win or go home. Mm, um, you yes. do not want to go to game seven there in Boston, despite you know they won the first two games in Boston. Um, it's a game seven. Different right? animal, mm. different animal. So that being said, I've got Denver and Miami. I'm really excited about this series. It's not the series anyone, anyone in a blue moon would have predicted. Um, no. Bam's going to certainly have his work cut out for him, trying to you know keep as close as possible with Jokic. As close as anyone can. It's an uphill battle. Um, from the heat, though, I think it's going to be reliant on Jimmy. We've said it time in and time out. What he can produce, especially on the offensive end, time will tell what plays out with Tyler Hero. Um, it was it was said that you know if he was to come back, it would be the NBA Finals. Mm. And we all laughed at that. We all laughed because... We did, didn't we? We was... laughed. He's not coming back. His season, pack her up. It is over. Pure They're not chuckle. making mm. They weren't making it out of the first mm. round. And here they are, potentially in the NBA Finals. Um, you know, I worry Denver are the better team. No doubt. No doubt. Their starting five is just incredible. And then we saw Christian Braun not really play a lot in the last couple of games, but but Bruce Brown mm-hmm. um and Mr. Green there, you know, that the compost crew they referred to with <laughs> yes, the, the Browns yeah. and Greens. Yep. Um I just <laughs> I just think they're too good. Yeah, they are. They are too good. So I've got Denver in six. Mm, yeah. Look, um, I think my I'm back in my Beantown boys to come back. You've got to. I, I have to, particularly with all the momentum at the moment. In saying that, I think this Denver Nuggets team throughout the course of the season have shown well, they've shown why they're in this position that they're in at the moment, which is a four-nil. When heading into the finals, which doesn't really happen that often, no, in the conference finals, usually a bit more competitive. But any um, complacency there, maybe? I don't think so. I think no. they're very well they're locked in, aren't very they? well drilled, very, uh, very well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Um, that starting five, oh. as as I was saying with the Celtics before, in their aspects, like they've <clears throat> they've got the perfect mix of players. Let's rattle through it: mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Jamichael, uh, Jamichael Green. Jamal Murray, yes, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Nikola Jokic. There, that is a star-studded five. You know, in terms of what you're getting, both ends mm. of the floor, especially on the offensive end, lights out, lights out. Here's yep. a question for you, just on Jamal Murray. There, mm. bro. You know, I know he's missed a lot of time with injury mm. and things of the kind. Mm-hmm. When we look ahead, say to next season, mm. and we would hypothetically rank the top twenty players heading into the season. Is he in there for mind? Uh, heading into next, next season. Because oh. um, he, he's it's almost plays, like, and he's spoken about it, 
that he feels he deserves to be yeah. in that elite tier. Um, is he st- he's starting to show it and with more consistency? Is it, yeah, I, I do agree with that. And I mean, do I think he'll be top twenty heading into next season? Probably not, to be honest with you. Um, but it's a really tricky question because at his best, he he's bordering on it, isn't he? Like he's yeah. he's an absolute jet when he's on. Um, if he can gain consistency and be that probably like twenty six point a night guy to compliment Nikola Jokic. I think he, he could make that top 20 at, as it stands at the moment. Probably not. What do you, what would do you, you have him over Donovan Mitchell? If you had to pick one for your team? Oh, um, I'd still Tom. have, I'd still have Donovan, um, but it's hard because you, you think of recency bias exactly. and you think of, okay, Jamal Murray's absolutely tearing it up in the playoffs. He's heavily contributed to his team heading into the finals. Then you look at Donovan Mitchell, Going out in the first round against the Knicks <laughs> without a whimper. Um, yeah, my, I, I things might change. I agree might with change, you, but but it's by a bee stick for me. It is, uh, yeah, like yeah. it really is. I, you know, as I said, injuries have certainly, you know, you kind of forget how good he is. You know, we remember Bubble Murray. Mm. Um, that was the thing. Yes. incredible. He's really displaying his full array of tricks at the moment. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Um, he's playing at a level at the moment. When you watch him. Any shot that he puts up, you feel like it's going in. He's just playing with that elite level of confidence. Some of those threes he hit, over 80. Outlandish. So game four, three minutes to go, nuggets up by three. He throws up an absolute prayer again, (laughs) as he did in game two or three. It was the nuggets go up by six, and you effectively felt like that was the game. Yes. Some of the – like, he's just – Throwing up absolute prayers, but every prayer is being answered at the minute, and that just shows the touch he's in. Yeah, it's incredible. He's just greening everything, isn't he? Just Love like to say, no, nothing phases him. So, wrote, let's say then Denver against Celtics. Mm. How do you see that series playing out? How many games would you have? Who would you have as your winner at the moment? Mm. I think Denver a very very ominous matchup for for anyone, mm. and as much as I. I would have faith that we can contend somewhat with them. I th- I think the Denver Nuggets are just far too good. I'd probably have Denver in – look, I'll give us two. I'll give us two, and I think Denver would have it in six in, the, in that um, matchup. In a matchup against the Heat, hypothetically, then? Against the Heat. Oh, it's a tough one because the Heat would have elite confidence heading into that one yeah. as well. Nothing I, to lose as well. Nothing like. to lose as well. I'd – I'd still be around that, yeah, game five or game six mark yep. that the Denver Nuggets would get up. I think regardless, it's just, I feel like it's just their year. And it's I'd be time. very surprised if either the Celtics, as much as I hate to say it, or the Heat, mm-hmm. um, I'd be very surprised if they got up against the Denver Nuggets. Well, we heard LeBron say in his outgoing press conference the other day, mm. since him and AD have been a tandem the last four years or so, that that Nuggets team are the best team they've faced. And it's yep. hard to disagree with it. Mm-hmm. Like it is... It is unstoppable what they are doing at the moment. I'm, you know, I'm. It's, it's hard because I was so disappointed seeing the Lakers go out, but I'm loving seeing what they're doing. So so fun to watch. It's awesome to see. It's awesome to see a smaller market team, a yes. team that hasn't had this success. This is the first time they've ever made the NBA Finals as a franchise. It's crazy, isn't it? So it's wicked, kind of writing that story at the moment, and um, you know, I'm, I'm super super pumped. NBA Finals. As of around the corner. Sunday or potentially Tuesday, we're going to be down to our final two teams battling it out for the right to be NBA champion for season 2022-2023. Bro, this is it. This is the climax. I'm actually getting nervous thinking about it legitimately. 
a bit sweaty right now. And it's only thinking about the Celtics getting that game six, heading oh, into huge. a game seven, full of momentum, three on the trot. Who knows? So let me just work it out. Yeah, that's so Sunday's game six. If it goes to a game seven Tuesday, that would be here in Australia. Yes. What's the likelihood of a? We were we were speaking just before we went on air about a potential little a tickle in the back of the throat, maybe a little <laughs> a little cough working up. Yes. Is I'm there feeling... the potential for that to be a day off? Oh, look! I wish I could chuck a bloody annual leave day in on that Absolutely. day, but no, I think we're going to. I think I'll, I'll be paying close attention. Let's just put it that Absolutely. way, because there's so much riding on that game. Yep. The fact of the matter is, if we get to that game seven, I give us every chance in the world to take it. Look out. There you go. A couple of days ago, we wouldn't have been thinking that, guys. As I said, the Heat were up 3-0, looked well and truly on their way, heading to an NBA final series mm. against the Nuggets. The Celtics have had a phenomenal last couple of days, getting it back to 3-2 and giving themselves a sniff at creating NBA history as well as clinching a spot in the NBA finals. Hugely, oh. hugely, hugely exciting. Uh, from Roe, myself, you know, we are beyond pumped. We cannot wait to discuss it all next week. As of next week, we will have our NBA finals. They will have started by this point. So certainly looking forward to breaking it down, whichever way it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But guys, have a fantastic week. Continue to stay up to date with all the socials. Subscribe wherever you listen to the show, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Um, And from us, we can't wait to speak to you all again next week, guys. Take care. Enjoy. Enjoy.